Rock and Roll Death Brigade Podcast with Randy Rocket Cody. Well, all right, it's Rock and Roll Death Brigade podcast with me, Randy Rocket Cody of TheMetalDen.com. It is December 25th, 2023, Monday. Merry Christmas to you, and hope you and your uh, family are having uh, a great start to uh, your celebration wherever you might be and uh, whoever you might be sharing that with. Uh, We've got a lot of ground to cover here before we get rocking with some music. We're going to talk about some of the stories you'll find over at TheMetalDen.com, as well as the latest report that is posted at RandyRocketCody.com, my personal website. And we're going to, you know, just uh, have a bit of a good time here for the next hour or so, okay? And hopefully it gives you a chance to... uh, catch up with all the things or you know that have gone on at the metal den and in the rock and roll heavy metal industry this past uh year in 2023 as we face the new year in 2024 we're going to talk about you know um some really incredible things that are going to be going on in terms of uh motley crew uh some some real big stories there with in terms of the uh uh the legal matter between mick mars and Motley Crue. So there's just a whole lot of things we'll be talking about uh, coming up here uh, in the new year that's going to also involve the uh, Chris Cornell, Chester Bennington cases. We've got the big revelations coming up uh, at the start of 2024 with uh, Jeff Epstein, uh, his uh, uh, related to the uh, associates who were connected to the ring of uh, the human trafficking sex slavery ring that Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell and everybody was involved in, connected to what uh, uh, Chris Cornell was trying to tell everybody, okay, leading up to his death, his mysterious death, which I proved to be an assassination because there's a whole lot of foul play that was not reported. And uh, I was able to bring that to the, to the surface and people were able to see that, wow, wait a minute, this this story isn't exactly the way that it seems. And so um, this new report that you'll find up at RandyRocketCody.com uh, site is really something special. Uh, if, if you have not ever read anything about this uh, investigation, uh, the scandal Pizzagate, even if you have nothing, no idea about that, really, then you definitely want to check this out. This report uh, is free for everybody to read for the first 24 hours. And then after that, it will be the uh, paywall will be switched back on and you will have to uh, pay the subscription for the site, which is $9.99 a month, okay, to read it. Uh, the title of the uh, report is The Moment of Truth, Chris Cornell's Salvation, Jeffrey Epstein, and Pizzagate. This is some heavy stuff. It really delves into all of the uh, 
background of how the whole you know investigation into uh, Chris Cornell's whole death came about in terms of why there were so many signs of foul play, including the nine uh, uh, rib fractures, uh, all these different things that show that Chris was involved in some kind of a fight in his hotel room and this was being covered up. You've got the Democratic-backed Snopes site, which said that I had perpetuated a hoax, but now they've been uh, found out, you know, they've been determined to be frauds. And so that's a whole nother side of this that's that's coming out and people are going to start to learn about. So uh, just want to say thank you to my wonderful wife, Hope, uh, for putting up with me during this time. Uh, I spent a lot of, uh, I mean, thousands of hours, man hours investigating uh, both those uh, rock stars' deaths, Chris Cornell and Chester Bennington. So I had to dedicate a lot of time to those investigations. So, baby, I love you very much. Thank you for always being by my side and believing in what I do. Okay, some of the other stories you're going to find over at the MetalDen.com site right now. Uh, you know, there's it's, it's just it's the end of the year. Just a whole lot of things going on, getting ready to set up for the new year in the heavy metal uh, industry. You know, really excited. Uh, we've got uh, the announcement that KISS is gonna, has booked their first Avatar show in 2027. So the, the digital lineup for KISS will officially replace the human version. We've got Noctim has debuted the Pale Moon Right music video and Slave has debuted a new live video. Motley Crue has canceled Crew Year's Eve concert due to poor ticket sales, apparently. Uh, you know, look, Motley Crue's in over their head at this point. Uh, there's a whole lot more bad news coming out for Nikki Six and, uh, and company that's going to relate to the whole Mick Mars being fired, which is why I told you all from the get-go. I told you all this over a year ago that, that you know, Mick was being mistreated. Uh, because of his age, and there was a lot of jealousy between Nikki Six uh, against Mick Mars because of Mick's solo album. So this is all stuff that we're gonna really start to get the the dirt out there, if you will, uh, surrounding all of this in a, in a way that you all just won't have expected. Okay, trust me, it's very shocking. That's stuff that's going to come out in 2024. So just uh, do as you all have been doing. Make sure you share my post on the Facebook or the Twitter, or TikTok, wherever you're reading it so that other people can see it. Because these mainstream sites, you know, a lot of them will steal my news content, the metal dentists try to seem relevant. But the bottom line is you people are the ones who are spreading the word, the readers. Okay, these stupid news sites who are a bunch of wannabes have no clue what they're doing. I proved that to all of you. I'm the one who even was got to told you that everything was going was happening to Mick and that they, I, I'm the one who caught Tommy Lee uh, fake drumming. I'm the one who caught Nikki Six with both arms up in the air fake playing his bass. I'm the one who caught Vince Neil lip syncing. So it's it's just been you know rocket in the metal then all the way. And look, I've I've done. 40 million impressions organic on TMD Facebook the past four months, okay? I don't have the numbers in yet uh, for December, but listen, 
awesome numbers, incredible response from the fans out there. Thank you so much. Uh, really, I'm at a loss for words about the numbers and what's been going on because, you know, I've been uh, suspended and demonetized uh, for many years on all these platforms because of uh, the controversial work I do, you know, in, in uh, writing about these conspiracies and writing about the occult and you know, writing about this pizza gate and just, you know, writing about stuff that people don't want to be tr truly exposed. And so, you know, I've gotten myself in, in, into the, if you will, the crosshairs of these, uh, these certain people who are not happy with what I'm doing. Um, I can tell you that I was as shocked as anybody that uh, Facebook, Facebook, now Twitter had uh, initially had, they had banned me from Twitter for 14 months up until recently, okay? So I've only, and they wouldn't let me back on with the TMD profile. It's only my personal one at Rocket Metal Den, okay? Well, I'll tell you what, Facebook just blew up for me this year. I don't know what happened, but I had been suspended there as well. I mean, just getting in so much trouble on, on, on the Facebook. And look, sometimes it was, I'm gonna. I'm not going to lie to you, some of the times I probably deserved it to get in trouble. Some of the times I didn't, but I just kept getting in trouble, right? Uh, what happened was finally they, you know, got off my back and let me do my thing, and that's when things exploded uh, big time for the fans to see that who's the number one heavy metal news site, uh, which I was crowned uh, by my friend Ryan O'Neill, the host on... Uh, FM Rock Radio Station, WQEE 99.1 in Atlanta, Georgia. Thank you so much, brother, for your support uh, over the past five years. Uh, you know, having me on your, your show, on your radio site, allowing me to have my program on there, the, uh, my podcast that you can hear on Spotify that you're uh, listening to right now and all the different platforms it's on. Uh, you know, just thank you so much for everyone's support. Uh, Y'all have just gone over and above to make sure that uh, that this is a big deal, the metal den. And so, you know, I'm standing tall on top of the mountain right now, the king of heavy metal news because of you all. So thank you very much. I wish you all nothing but the best and hope you have yourselves a, a great Christmas or, or however you're celebrating. Some people don't believe in Christmas. They don't celebrate it. But if, if anything, um, you know, take some time to uh, – Give yourself a pat on the back if you're an official a fan of the heavy metal uh, news site, themetalden.com, because this is we. I am number one. There is nobody else in heavy metal and rock and roll news that comes anywhere near what themetalden.com has achieved. Okay, so absolutely incredible. The fact that I want to give a shout out to Mark Zuckerberg for actually paying me for my impressions. On Meta, okay, I'm, I'm just as shocked that that happened, and, you know, I'm very thankful. So, you know, that that's an invite-only program. Not anybody, just anybody gets, you know, uh, brought into that program. It's a bonus program for Meta that you can earn um, bonuses every month, once a month, off your impressions and the interactions on your posts on Facebook, Okay. So pretty killer stuff. I'm very thankful to y'all again for the 40 million plus impressions the past several months. The total impressions for the year is over 100 million imp impressions just on Facebook. 
for TMD News. So absolutely amazing. Thank you out to Metal Wani site, uh, Metal Addicts, uh, We Are the Pit, uh, Heavy Channel. So many of you out there, you know, all the different radio stations I could go on all day that, that have that have given TMD credit and shared my work. Uh, thank you so much. All right. Okay, let's get rocking with some music.
is a concerted effort, politics of personal destruction. Fuck you, John Podesta. I just got to the location and the housekeeper came out and said that he, he and Persia killed himself. I did something really dumb. I'm not suicidal. I'm not suicidal. No, 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 no comment. Not, not right now. In November of 2009, a woman named Laura Silsby founded a nonprofit, the New Life Children's Refuge, which described its mission as attempting to rescue orphaned and abandoned children in Haiti and Dominican Republic. Two months later, on January 29, 2010, Silsby was arrested for attempting to traffic 33 orphaned children out of Haiti without documentation. These are some of the 33 Haitian children an American Baptist group allegedly tried to unlawfully take out of the country on Saturday. The group's leader, Laura Silsby, says the group paid no money for the children. The mistake obviously we made is we did not understand that there was additional paperwork required. To me it's pretty alarming because we're the legal parents of these children and we give her explicit instructions not to interfere with them. For her to continue to come and try to find them to take them to the Dominican tells me that her intent is not actually the best. The world would later learn through WikiLeaks that Hillary Clinton was sent email updates from Uma Abedin and other associates regarding Silsby's incarceration and developing legal case. This was not the first time Silsby found herself facing child trafficking charges. Silsby had been caught once before by Haitian police attempting to traffic 40 children out of the country. However, in that incident, no charges were brought against her and she was merely turned back at the border. A week after Silsby was apprehended the second time, on February 7, 2010, former President Bill Clinton appointed Silsby a lawyer by the name of Jorge Puello. Puello was successful in getting Silsby's charges reduced to six months. Jorge Puello also had a colorful history with human trafficking. He was convicted of operating an international sex trafficking ring involving women and underage girls out of Central America and Haiti. Puello's wife was also arrested on the same charges. In 2011, Silsby was appointed as CFO of the software company Conexus and would later become its vice president of marketing. Conexus operates AlertSense, which is the mass notification software used in FEMA's Integrated Public Alert and Warning System, or IPAWS. The goal is to alert Americans to emergencies like severe weather and missing children. One of IPAWS' functions is to issue amber alerts to the public in the event of kidnapping. The Amber Alert system was set up during Bill Clinton's presidency. In 2015, Laura Silsby married Norman Gaylor and took his last name, which is how her name now appears on the Connexus website. How does a woman who was caught multiple times attempting to traffic children internationally get promoted to the executive team of the preeminent kidnapping warning system in the country? And why did the Clintons intervene in her trial? We're going to continue to provide support, as we do in every instance like this, to American citizens who have been charged, and hope that uh, this uh, matter can be resolved uh, in an expeditious way. 
The morning of July 26, 2019, Twitter users saw hashtag Clinton body count trending. Just weeks before Jeffrey Epstein had reportedly committed suicide in his prison cell. The phrase Clinton body count was nothing new and had become a meme in forums across the internet years prior. It references the seemingly anomalous amount of Clinton associates who died suspiciously or under mysterious circumstances. Izette Folger, a close friend of Clinton associate James Alephantis, gave a statement in support of Silsby during her trial. Folger is the daughter of Michael Maccabee, who coaches leaders of Nuestros Pequeños Hermanos, or NPH, a large organization that runs orphanages all over the world. Folger's son, Max Maccabee, is on the board of directors of an NPH orphanage called Friends of the Orphans, which is one of the 760 orphanages operating in Haiti and happens to be the exact orphanage from which Silsby was caught trafficking children. Curiously, Max Maccabee gave an emphatic and lengthy statement of support for Comet Pizza during a contentious neighborhood commission meeting back when the Pizzagate controversy exploded. It is also worth noting here that Frank Giustra, owner of the Radcliffe Foundation, is on the board of directors for the Clinton Foundation and is a major donor to the organization. The logo of El Pita Home, a refugee center founded by the Radcliffe Foundation, happens to be almost identical in shape and color to the boy lover symbol that the FBI declassified in 2007. Now, regardless of how you feel about the veracity of Pizzagate, scandals seem to follow the Clintons. Their ties to pedophilia don't end there. Monica Peterson was a research intern at the Laboratory to Combat Human Trafficking and a research fellow and assistant director at the Human Trafficking Center. She also served on the Colorado Human Trafficking Council's Data and Research Task Force. Peterson wrote and spoke prolifically on human trafficking. On August 15, 2015, Monica announced her plan to visit Haiti to conduct research on human trafficking and subsequently began living there full-time. On January 3, 2016, Monica shared with her friend Bella some of her findings based on her fieldwork in Haiti up to that point. Quote, Ms. Clinton has corrupt and dirty business to finish in Haiti. This is the theory my master's thesis puts forth. This is modern structural slavery. But the real significance of this scandal for me, I know you feel me, Bella, is the link to contemporary slavery and trafficking. I can't say to what extent, but there is human trafficking happening through the Clintons' Caracal complex. By this point, Monica seemed to be investigating the Clinton Foundation's child trafficking ties full-time. On November 13, 2016, Monica Peterson was reported dead in Haiti, although no body was ever retrieved for the family's burial service. Monica's family was told that she committed suicide, but they were kept in the dark as to the exact details of her death. She seemingly took her own life by hanging. But since that time, things that have come to light that just don't fit with Monica's life. None of this seems to fit, and maybe that's just the way it's always going to be. Peterson's professor, Claude Estri, said the following about her death. Quote, She decided to take on one of the demagogues in the field of human trafficking, 
she produced a 110-page analysis of human trafficking in Haiti. Two years of research. We were looking for someone who was smart enough and maybe brave enough to publish her work. I will continue to seek out and publish it for her. After making this statement, Deestri suddenly disavowed any connections between Peterson and human trafficking and the Clintons. Deestri said Peterson had gone to Haiti a number of times, but she was not there to research human trafficking and was not investigating the Clinton Foundation. Why would Deestri do a public 180? It turns out that he worked as a supervisor in the U.S. Attorney's Office on behalf of DynCorp between 1999 and 2002. This coincides with the exact time period DynCorp was caught sex trafficking children in Bosnia and Kosovo, and no prosecutions were made. DynCorp played an active role in sexual abuses in Haiti. What if Monica Peterson was actually onto something before she died? What if her discoveries were true? Has anyone else unearthed the Clinton Foundation's alleged ties to human trafficking? Chris Cornell was the vocalist of the popular band Soundgarden. He and his wife Vicky worked with six different charity organizations for nearly a decade. In 2012, they founded the Chris and Vicky Cornell Foundation, which strives to support and protect abused and sexually exploited children from around the world. The couple eventually became involved with one of their foundation partners' organizations, Aid Still Required, helping sexually abused orphans out of Haiti. Aid still required has received massive donations from the Clinton Foundation. According to a source that spoke with Freedom Daily, it was during this time that Cornell discovered that these orphans weren't being placed into better environments after all, but were then being sold into sexual slavery and human trafficking rings. In May of 2017, Chris Cornell was found hanged to death in the MGM Grand Hotel, leaving behind his wife Vicky. And their three children. He was discovered with nine broken ribs, blood splattered on the wall, and had suffered head trauma before he died. His death was officially declared a suicide, but his family and close friends insist he was in no way suicidal. Many of the details of his suicide simply don't add up. For instance, Chris had just performed a full concert. With no apparent signs of having nine broken ribs, Chris's body was found cold to the touch, which would have taken at least two hours in a hotel room. This would place the time of his death between 11 p.m. and 11:30 p.m. when his bodyguard, Martin Kirsten, was reportedly with him. There is no official explanation for what caused the blood stain on the wall next to his body. His feet were touching the floor, meaning he was only partially suspended by his neck. Furthermore, Chris's bodyguard claims that he had to kick in the door to his hotel room to discover Chris dead. Not only is this nearly impossible to do without a door breaching mini ram, but the crime scene report indicated no sign of forced entry. After reviewing the autopsy report and position of the body, world-renowned forensic pathologist Dr. Werner Spitz concluded that Cornell's death was not a suicide. Dr. Spitz has worked with many high-profile murder investigations, including Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and John F. Kennedy, and served as an expert witness during the O.J. Simpson and Casey Anthony trials. One article reads: Speaking to TMD 
a source close to Cornell has come forward, claiming that he had uncovered evidence of a cocaine and child trafficking ring in Mena, Arkansas, that was tied to Bill and Hillary Clinton. According to the source, Mr. Cornell had uncovered the identities of high-level elites that were part of the same satanic Illuminati occult operation as the Clintons and planned on exposing their goings-on right before he died.